Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk a little translation, a little deciphering with the Rosetta Stone of what it means when a woman has mostly male friends. Now, this is a little less common as she gets older. So definitely in her invisible years of 40 to 80 when nobody gives a damn about her, no one's looking at her. So you you normally see women who have male friends, certainly in high school, you could argue middle school, but high school and college years and in their 20s. Why is this? Well, A, on one level, women do not trust each other. Because women as a whole, despite the fact that they're gatherers, we like to think that they're collegial, in fact, are the masters of the subterfuge. They're the masters of the covert. And you've seen this with females. Like if one's losing weight and the other one's losing weight, then they're both happy. Oh, you're losing weight. Or if one woman is already skinny and the other, her friend's fat and the fat one's losing weight, she's like, oh, I'm so happy for you because she's already skinny. But if you have two fat women and one starts losing weight and the other one's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. But really, she hates her. She wants her enough. She wants her to fail. She wants her to fail. Women are highly competitive. Why do you think women dress up? They don't dress up for you day in, day out. They know they could seduce you wearing sackcloth. Wind turns you on. They dress up because they're constantly competing with other women. And then what they'll do is if there's two women at work and they're competing for a job or their colleagues or there's a, a, a some other or, or a man in the world or something like that in their in their life, then they'll use the she's a slut. She's a skank. You know, they'll say these things and gossip, the sin of detraction, as we say in the Catholic Church, the sin of detraction behind their back. Because their their job is to always bring women down and elevate themselves. Now, you might say men do this. Men are different. Men are the masters of the overt. If a man and a woman don't, if a man, two men, I should say, don't get along, what they do is they just, bro, you got a problem, you got a problem, let's fight. And then they fight or throw some blows or they just yell and then they're cool. That's how men deal with stuff. Women don't deal with stuff that way. Women, you know, are the masters of passive aggressiveness. They're the masters of gaslighting. So there are some women who just don't have a lot of female friends. You typically see this with beautiful women. Beautiful women might not have a lot of female friends. Because women don't want to be around them because women envy them. Now, unless she's got other beautiful friends. You ever see like one attractive woman with a bunch of ugly women? Then you know she she doesn't really understand her sexual market value. Or she likes to be the leader of the nerd pack. But most women don't want to be that. Normally, it's they it's it's control issues. They want to be 
the head honcho, or maybe they had just lost weight or or something's thrown off their thermostat because normally beautiful women aren't going to be hanging out with fat nerds. They normally hang around their own looks quotient. You see this in high school, in, certainly in college. Women will typically hang out with other women that are in the same looks category as they are. But there are women that just don't bond well with other women. And you'll hear them say this, oh, I just don't have a lot of female friends. I just get along more with boys. What does that really mean? In the episode we did on the 30 red flags about 10 episodes back, I talk about one of the red flags. I think it's in part three of somebody who doesn't have a lot of friends. It shows that they have bonding problems, pair bonding problems, because most people are social creatures. We're wired that way. And so if a, if a woman doesn't have a lot of friends, then you got to ask the question, why don't people want to be around her? Why don't women want to be around her? Maybe she's a cheater. Maybe she takes other women's boyfriends. Maybe she's just a nasty person. But either way, we make this assumption that women have a lot of female friends. And that's not always true. Now, let's talk about the topic at hand. What does it mean when women have mostly male friends? Well, this can boil down to a couple of things. One, they don't get along well with women for the aforementioned. Maybe they're just horrible bitches. They're just horrible people and the other women can smell that. Also, it's just easier on one level to be friends with men because if you're somewhat attractive, you can parlay that attractiveness to manipulating men with your looks. And this is where we get to the whole orbiting phenomenon. If you're not familiar with an orbiter, an orbiter is a man who orbits a woman with the hopes of that woman eventually liking him. The let's just be friends guy. The guy makes a move and she's like, let's just be friends. And he's like, okay, because I've watched enough rom-coms where the let's just be friend guy, eventually she realizes he's the one, which never works. And so he's there to cry when she's crying because Chad or Tyrone or the high SMV guy dumped her. He's there making cookies. You know, there's that Saturday Night Live skit, the Zoe Deschanel show, where she interviews different people. That and uh, her sidekick is uh, is uh, Michael Sarah, and Michael Sarah's got a crush on on Zoe Deschanel's character, and it's the same thing. Let's just be friends, kind of thing. And so women will have different men in their lives for different reasons. They, they serve different capacities. One is going to be the Chad. So this is going to be the F toy. Just the dude that she doesn't really want to see in public. She just goes to his house to get banged. This relationship has no future. And she likes to be mistreated by this guy. Because Chads and Tyrones, especially the Tyrones, will mistreat women, right? And when I mean mistreat, I don't mean like beat them up. I mean just don't listen to them. Don't give them what they want. Things the way men used to be. Like John Wayne used to be. But now we're so immersed in this obsequious, sycophantic, I'll do whatever you want, pedestalizing of women, that most men can't even recognize that. So Tyrone just ignores her. Tyrone's just like, yeah, yeah, you want to ride me? All right, then get the hell out. She's like, okay, because that's what women like. They like to be told what to do. They don't, deep down, and the feminists will never admit this, they like strong men who deep down tell them what to do and don't treat them well because the opposite they despise, the obsequious man. Oh, you want to go to Ty? We'll go to Ty. Oh, you want me to go down? Okay, I'll go down on you. You want me to do? Okay, okay. It's like a servant. They're like, that's not, they're not going to respect that. So she's got the Tyrone for the screwing. 
Then she'll have a various levels of different men who she's essentially using. But she can bat those eyelashes and flip that hair and she knows these men will do her bidding. So you have the one dude, especially if she doesn't have a lot of money, which a lot of women don't because they're horrible at savings. She'd be like, oh, I'm running out of gas and I don't have any money until I get my paycheck or until my welfare comes in or my child support check. Can you can you come by and give me $20 to fill up gas? Or can you go fill it up for me? Oh, okay, okay. Because the, the orbiter is just, again, she's calling him. So he misinterprets this as she might want him. She might want him. Which she doesn't. She's just using you. She's waiting and waiting. Because not to mention, this woman could have a boyfriend. But we know women are simultaneously taken, yet never taken at the same time. They'll be with somebody for narcissistic supply, validation, vanity, whatever, the fear of being alone. But they always have their one eye open to, to hypergamously monkey branch to the higher level guy. I mean, that's just the way they're wired. Can't blame them. So then you got the other guy who might be the the handy the handy manny, you know, that, that old Disney show. Is the guy who'll fix stuff in her apartment, or you know, she's really doing well her house, and she's like, um, I don't know how to turn on this dishwasher. Can you come help? Okay, okay. So she's got that guy. Then she might have an accountant guy who gives her discounts on her taxes. You know, she'll have the mechanic guy. She'll have this guy. So these are guys that are just, again, it's all one way. Because really, women don't have to do anything for men. That's just not the way intersexual dynamics is wired. Intersexual dynamics is wired where the man is always trying to please the woman. I'll do this. I'll fix this. I'll give you this. But women are going to be like, you know what, accountant? I'll do this for you. Well, what, what, is the, what is she going to do for the accountant aside from bake him cookies? But this is the way intersexual dynamics has always been. We serve the queen. We get on bended knee, even though we're the catch and she's aging like sour milk. But we still get on bended knee for her. So understand. And let me let me just truncate this. There's no reason to be friends with females because in most cases you are being used and you don't even know you're being used. You're either being manipulated because, again, most men are one week away from the plantation. And even though they say they've purged a the relationship, there's still what are in the, the orbit or bask of a beautiful woman because deep down they want that woman to like them. So either you're being manipulated that way or really you're just being used. And it's like the godfather who will call you when he needs a favor. She'll call you when she needs a favor and you'll go running. Also, what does a woman bring to your life that a bunch of men can't bring? What conversation can you have better with women that you can't have with men? Politics, men. History, come on, women don't know anything about history. Men, sports, men, classic rock, men. The only thing you can talk about women with is like when you have a crush on another girl and you want a girl's advice, please. Don't do that. How wussy is that? Um, I want your advice. Men lead. Men don't ask women for advice to get another woman. Would Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones go to one of his henchmen? Like, um, I, I don't know how to, how to get Danny to bang me. Now, come on. So if you have a female friend in your life, now look, if it's somebody you've, have, you've been friends with for 20, 25 years, and you reach out to them here and there just to see how they're doing, that's one thing. But unless the, if the relationship is more in your favor, where it's flipped, 
you have the human female orbiter or the human female male tampon. So she's there at your beck and call. You know she has feelings for you. You know if you say to her, hey, let's get together, let's get back together, she'd come running to you. Okay, then in that situation, you can manipulate that situation to your better betterment. But in most cases, most men are not in that dynamic. In most cases, the men are in the opposite dynamic where they are knowingly being manipulated by some somewhat attractive woman who manipulates him, breadcrumbs him. Go to that episode. It's about, I don't know, 200 episodes back. What is breadcrumbing? Breadcrumbs him, manipulates him, teases him to keep him on the hook so she can use him in different capacities depending on your own sexual market value, your looks, and what you bring to her table. But essentially, they're narcissists. And it's a round table. She's at the head of the table, and she's just like, you, I want you to do this. You, go mow my lawn. You, go pay my bills. You, you know, go set, go pleasure me in the bedroom. You, you do, you know, it's all, all these things. So if you don't want to be that, really take a look at any female relationships that you have, platonic relationships, and really take a look in the mirror and see, are you being used and manipulated in any way, shape, or form by her? And really be honest with yourself, guys. And if you are, don't eat her. Okay. I don't keep up with red pill people, but I remember TFM, before, when he was still on YouTube, I saw him do an interview with the more married PUA dudes, the one like like Tomasi Cooper, that whole group. And he just said straight out, it's like a dog, a good dog, group of male friends, and a waifu replace women in your life. You don't need a woman in your life if you have those things. So kind of look at it that way. If you have any female relationships in your life that are not, not familial related, really look in the mirror and wonder, do I really need this person in my life? And are they using me on one level or another? And if they're using you, they don't respect you. And if they don't respect you, then you don't need them in your life. And they're keeping you on the hook to manipulate you. And you're better than that. Guys, I would appreciate if you post an honest review. It takes you two seconds. If you have an Apple product, clearly just search the name of the podcast. Scroll down a little. I'll say write a review. And just write a review. It takes you five seconds. It helps the algorithm. I don't make any money off of this channel because if I did, you'd hear ads. It's just a little side gig, side hobby that I do. You know, amateur fun thing that I like to do. I like to help out men. So please subscribe, post an honest review, and let's get this message out to more men. Uh, what else? What else? There is a PayPal link in the episode notes if you want to donate a couple dollars to defray the cost of hosting this because I do have to pay a monthly fee to get my podcast put up on SoundCloud. Also, there's a link to my website, Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that we have over there and all the podcasts are over there. Also, you'll notice when you go there, I have my two books on the homepage. And if you click on those two books, it takes you to Amazon. Now, you can buy those books on Amazon if you like, or you can just search and buy a dress on Amazon or whatever. We get a 2% commission, no expense to you since we're Amazon affiliates. Also, if you want to talk personally, contact me on clarity.fm. Lastly, write a review and subscribe to The Awakened Man, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obese Child. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time. Music, courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.